Welcome to Gin and a Mug podcast, where myself, Sally Rose, and my good friend, Amanda Jane, catch up each week for a debrief. There will be some tough subject and some swearing, you've been warned, but there will also be a lot of laughs, oh, and a lot of gin. We hope you enjoy. Oh, there we go. Now we've got it working. Hey, Amanda. Hi, Sally. You know, I always swore, Sally, that I would never do a podcast, and yet here I am. La, 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 la. <laughs> Amanda's lost it. Uh, I have. You know, weeping woman, give her a ticket. Kick her in the guts. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, can't I just sit in my car and cry? It's a bit of a niche, <laughs> bit, bit of a bespoke boutique area It may podcast. just be for us. I swear I have PTSD, and I'm not joking, (laughs) from dealing with the NDIS. The politically correct, comfortable phrase? I believe, Sally, it's called a life-limiting condition. Mm. Hoping for sponsorship? Yeah, just any local gin. If you want us to get drunk on your gin, we will. Um, We're laughing, but that's what we do when we feel like shit. So um, So cheers, Sally. Cheers. Um, (laughs) Hello everyone, we are back with episode number three of Gin in a Mug. G'day! How you doing Amanda? Look, I'm doing really well Sally. How are you? Uh, fucking tired. <laughs> Do you know what? You've, look, you've blended beautifully, I can't even tell. You can? Uh, I'm in, currently in a dressing gown though. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 don't ruin the imagination of our listeners. They need to think of us as being really edgy you know, dressed in really awesome clothes. They don't need to know that you're wearing a really sad grey dressing gown. <laughs> but I do have leopard print shoes on as you well. Do. So yeah, it's there you just because it's chilly. I'm at the age where I get chilly. Yeah, well, you know, you do. You do get chilly when you're a woman of a certain age. I know. So this uh, week's episode is about a tiring subject. It is about advocating. It is about the constant fight of every little thing. And advocating doesn't always mean you are going up against uh, people you don't like or you're almost fighting with, like the NDIA, who we talked about last episode. Advocating just means... Nothing just comes simply. It can be sim- just something as simple as explaining to another human why this action or this thing needs to be done. Not that there's an argument, but the person simply doesn't understand, doesn't get it, and therefore you need to explain, sometimes in more detail than you would like to, depending on how tired you are, uh, Sally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it may or may not involve tears and uh, foot stamping, but in just basically it can just be that never-ending explanation. So instead of just... Even just going out somewhere, you have to think ahead. So if so we much going planning. to a birthday party, yep. before I say yes, if I to a place I haven't been before or a park I haven't been before, I go first. Well, and then you don't look like the weird stalker. <laughs> but then the parents, you know, they worry about what she can eat and you have to, you know, oh, God, and she's going to be able to eat this, is she going to be able to eat that, is she going to be able to enjoy it? 
but the advocating so even when i was little at a school like her primary school uh amazing goddesses and they're because the principal and the assistant principal used to be special needs coordinators and to actually quite a lovely uh uh, Yiddish New York sort of expression: uh, the fish stinks from the head. So if you've got a good, you've mm. got a good principal, the world is a beautiful place. <laughs> and I must say, we were both very fortunate for our children. or not listening to me, I feel I didn't have the words to explain. So when she's in grade one and she was. Still using a uh, AAC device, yeah. Which uh, is it? We call it a talker. Yep. They kept putting it away so she didn't get distracted during class. Uh. And I would explain it as she needs it whenever she might need to talk. And they're like, oh, expressions on their face. That was my explanation. Didn't seem to <laughs> get, get the message point. across. <laughs> so I brought in an advocate. Just because I was exhausted. Yeah. And I needed someone to say it in less sarcastic words. I think it, this is a comment sometimes people will say, and I'm not talking about the Facebook drunk rants that one goes on. <laughs> the, the really constructive and meaningful arguments you have with strangers online. Um, people say, but it's your job, you're a parent, or, you know, don't stop complaining. And, you know you know the conversations I'm talking about, don't that, you? And that and the yeah. polar opposite of I couldn't do what you do. Exactly <laughs> the same thing. Yes. But in a different direction. But this one is you. just a basically there's, there can be shaming. If you express anything other than uh, resilience and stoicism about advocating for your child, if you express anything other than that, there is always someone who wants to give you a hard time. Yeah. For being human. And it's and tired and, and fallible. tired and things. Mm. And at the same time, we're doing all this and it's never just drop your kid at school and they come home and yet, oh, Joey might have been mean to me today or, oh, they're having a bit of trouble with spelling or they have a little bit of a list. You know, just everyone has stuff going on and they feel like big deal and they are for your child. This isn't a every day whilst you're also fighting the NDIA and dealing with medical issues. And ugly cars. And ugly <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the last episode if you haven't. And then all this is going on and then you're living with grief all day, every freaking day. And you do forget, oh, she, we have to really organise how, so her new school, so she's just started high school. So we have been so spoiled at primary school and they've known her since she was a baby because my big girls went through there as well. So new school, everyone is beautiful and lovely and wants to do the right thing. But now we're in this big learning phase again and the only one who can teach them is me. Yep. And so now it's things like when we go on excursions, oh, how are we going to do this? Oh, how is she going to learn? What are the aides meant to be doing? And I think one of the things perhaps that we is makes our situation i'm just going to say journey um and we'll tell you what we're drinking in a minute yeah sure so journey thank you so i think one of the things that makes our particular experiences more challenging as parents to sell is that we are single parents like you've got a fella i'm not envious or jealous i do now that you have a normal <laughs> relationship <do you laughs> <call it? laughs> not even slightly and it is new and it is yeah. part of it and not his child but so, but 
So the difference is that as a single parent, and this should be a universal theme for other single parents, is that you you do all of the jobs, all of the advocacy for your child, whether they are you're a typical bog standard kid who stuffs up or whether they're like our kids, which are a bit more complex and have a life-limiting condition. So you've, you have that complexity and you're doing it on your own, whereas if you're coupled long-term, you're someone else, you advocate yep. today. Oh, the other big thing is you make a decision. Yes. Remember, we went we went to Bikram, and I don't know why I went. I suppose I thought it would be a good idea, and it was just sweaty and smelly pre-COVID. It's like, no, it's not my cup of tea, but Sally put me down so. Oh, now it's going to go. Maybe it hasn't, no? All right, we're back. Uh, the program, because it's such a crappy old laptop, just uh, shat itself a little bit, so it was time for gin. And uh, as I'm not sure whether it's going to be before or after this, Amanda was talking about when we went to Bikram Yoga, and I do a bit of stand-up about how it's socially acceptable self-harm. Um, another form of socially acceptable self-harm because we are tired and we are over things is also when your only option is to crack a can of Gordon's gin and tonic, which in is the what? Car. <laughs> no, we don't drink dry. No, sorry. we don't do that. Not no. the car. Shh. Some secrets. We don't. Uh, but that's what we are no. drinking today. We are on the Gordon's gin. That yeah. is the only reason to drink it. It's not pay week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've both got fair whacking collections of gin from, you know, back in the days and Oh, my birthday. I've got three bottles of gin. So people know you. Oh, they do. They so do. there's a few to go through yet. So um, you were going to tell about Bikram Yoga. So Amanda. Bikram Yoga. So one of the things that we were mentioning before is about being single. So I uh, often put Sally down as my wife. and Happily. I'm happily your wife. Uh, just not, not in a loving way because... Honestly, if I didn't have Sally to ring up and say, this has happened, oh, my God, what do I do? Or I hate this person. How do I not slam them in the face next time I see them? If you don't have, you need someone to bounce off. So, you know, it's like a wife without any of the drama. <laughs> it's actually really lovely. It is. So it's thank you for being my wife. Oh, that's okay. Thank you for being my friend and my wife. And, yeah, the same goes. If we didn't yeah. have each other to ring up and... Just go, these things have happened. I don't know mm. how we'd survive because we have lived understanding. And you, mm. I have so many other friends who love me a lot and are there for me and try so hard to be, you know, they are, they're beautiful. They love me, and but they don't understand. But it's like having segments in your life, isn't it? You yeah. have friends that belong to different parts of your life and this is true for a lot of people you'll have your friends from school and you'll have your friends that you do yoga with and you'll have your friends work friends, work friends drinking friends or it's your special needs mum friends and they'll all fit into different parts of your life and fulfill different needs but when you're on this i'm gonna say <laughs> it when you're on this chink chink journey right, drink 
It is. Oh, am I drinking when you said it? (laughs) It is in, well, why not? It's invaluable to have someone else who is also experiencing something similar, which to go back to our first episode, and I do wish to clarify this, um, it's having someone else who's going through something similar is just priceless because Mm. there is that shortcut. There is no advocacy required. There is no education required regarding the grief and the experiences. It's just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, totally. That's absolutely, absolutely how I would feel too. Yeah, absolutely that's reasonable or like, you might need to tone that down a little bit. You, you know, to... <laughs> Some of my emails get a bit emotive. I uh, am, you know, I, I do a little bit of stand-up. So when I start writing, a lot of words come out and I get quite flowery with my language. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda's my go-to, make it socially acceptable. Uh and sometimes I don't. Some days I just send that off. Let it fly. I sent one off to the AP um, of Willow's New School. And, again, everyone has been lovely and amazing and trying so hard to make it a good experience, but she's she's not happy. And I just said all the words on how I would probably say it to you, Amanda. Uh, so, oh, dear. Thank God. <laughs> oh, dear. He has a sense of humour. So, yeah. Yeah. I found that out, which is great. I should have actually checked that beforehand. But, um, yeah, it is it is tiring and, the you know, when I start my day, I have a massive tray of meds that I have to make up yep. and then I shove them into Willow's nasal gastric while she's still asleep. One of them is to hopefully help her wake up <laughs> and then <laughs> enjoy the day. Um, and we also have this thing, and this is going to be a horrible bit, but only someone who knows we're scared to check on our child every morning. If there's and a moment. something I don't think probably new parents would understand, checking on the baby. Oh, is it, you know, is it breathing? Um, we're back doing that again, and it's I hate getting up in the morning to do that. It's just that moment of, of fear, and for me, because... Uh, my daughter wakes a lot through the night. I'll wake if I hear a thump and I'll think, oh, oh, God, has she broken something? Have I missed something in the house? So my house has over time gotten bearer and bearer and bearer and I now, without being uh, restrictive, have set up my house so that wherever my daughter goes, she can't hurt herself. Yeah. I, I don't, and that's sort of, it's going back to the newborn phase but with an extra level. Because if your newborn was five foot eight, weighed seventy she kilos, is like a toddler who is just a giant, a giant, she's so a tiny, <laughs> she's a giant toddler, and someone, and she can really hurt herself. Mm. Uh, it, you know, without going into it too much, because I don't want to destroy her dignity, but everything goes in her mouth. Ev- everything, it, if it is small and it looks like it might be chocolate or something that she might find interesting it goes in her mouth so you have to go around your house and think now if I was Maddie would I look at this and think "Mm, I'm going to try that I'm going to see what that's like and that's a whole different level of keeping things tidy you can't just leave look I've got a it's this twisty tie sitting on yeah that'd be in her mouth (laughs) you wouldn't be able to do that I've got a bracelet sitting here couldn't leave that lying around it's it's yeah, and to, and to give a good example of this, uh, uh, this is a universal one for anyone who has a person in their life with intellectual disability. I was 
I was very tired once and I left uh, a razor in the bathroom in the shower area because I had shaved my legs and normally I make sure. it was spring? Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be seen with my legs. And so I, uh, I was tired and I actually forgot this one occasion. It's one occasion and I forgot and I left it at a height where she could reach it. And so... I checked on Maddie and she was watching, wake up, Jeff. And as you do, everybody's wiggling. And she was great. And then I was peeling to, uh, the spuds and I had spilled, pe- spilled two puds, peeled two <laughs> spuds. And I looked around again and it's like, oh, she got into the crayons because I didn't have my glasses ah. on. And then I put my glasses on. No. That's my razor. And she's parking, passing it back and forth through her hands and there's blood on her hands and it's oh. all over her face and I'm just like, ah! Oh, God. And this, so in the middle of the night, if I hear a thump. That's what you're thinking of. Or a of. noise, my first thought oh. is, dear God, what has she eaten, swallowed? Has she fallen out of bed and hurt herself badly this time? Because she does, well, before she had the hospital bed, she was would fall out of bed pretty regularly. You know, I've just replaced the mirror. She's discovered that the mirror moves, so I've just put stick-ups so that on the wall so that, you know, she doesn't end up cutting her. Okay. It's just that sickening feeling oh, yeah. all the time. It's it's absolutely. And, that, and that's before we've even started the day. And somehow <laughs> I have to get my child across town to school by 8.20. And, you know. But then there's also other kids and a partner and myself. A number of times I go, oh, I haven't had breakfast and I don't have makeup. And And I smell (laughs) because I haven't had time to have a shower because if I have a shower, there's going to be a moment where I cannot keep an eye on my child and uh, she will. that's one. Yeah, I don't understand. You know, you go back to when they were babies and, oh, this this is a comment. You've probably had it yourself. And bring it. I want to hear it. Which And this is where we're going. Where I've been getting the wheelchair out, and so until this van, my wheelchair has to actually go on the back seat of the car because it doesn't fit in the boot, and I have to take it all apart every time. And then I pull it out, and and you know, I'm putting it back together. And, like, and keep in mind, like- Sal's waiting surgery on his shoulder, <laughs> but that's a, a slap tear, and it's a high grade one, so it's she, level four slap tear. So she like shouldn't be doing fighter. this, but anyway, yes. Um, and and then do all that and. And get her out and then, you know, you're actually physically helping your child out of the car and into that and this may be the fifth time you've done it in that day and a mum with a pram will say, oh, it's tiring getting that pram out, isn't it? And I just want to say, oh, my God, you get to stop eventually. <laughs> One day that, well, you won't have to do that. This is 12 years. Um but I don't. I smile politely and say, fuck you. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, Sal, I think we should reveal to people that we have a project that we're going oh. to work at, a public education. Yes, I, I think we it yeah. needs to be done. And it is about disability car parks. And it's going to be an instructional video series where Sally and I will actually uh, do some film clips and show people who do not seem to understand why it matters that you don't park between the disability spots or even I'll just be five minutes in the disability spot. I think it's time that we did it. There's a yeah. Facebook page we love, uh, Hobart Parking Fails. Love it. 
And if we ever put anything up about someone parking the wrong way, so either on those yellow lines next to a disability car park or um, someone in the disability car park who's like a uh, bad delivery drivers and I go, oh, we'll just be a minute and we get ripped to shreds. Like, oh, you should just wait. They're just trying to do their job. Or I put one up the other day, a business had parked in the yellow lines. Oh, you've got m more than enough room to get a wheelchair out. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> no, no, we don't. And, yeah, you know what? I support Tasmanian industries. I buy Tasmanian. I spend more on my groceries because I support the old mate at the corner shop. No, don't tell me that I'm... I'm the asshole. I'm not. So if you're doing a lap of town and there's um, no disability car parks, we can't go to town. And that can mean that you are late for the appointment. And so I, I'll just give you a heads up, people. I'm a nurse. Mm. So if you make me late for my work or late for my appointment for my daughter, that means I'm late to my workplace, which means I'm late for you. Yeah. So if you, even if it's just self-interest. You know what, and and you need to get to the GP, and the nurse is going to take care of you before the doctor comes because oh I don't know you having chest pain, part of your head's cut open, snake bite. You know what, do me a solid, do it for self interest. Just don't park in the disability spot because, because you've got someone a disability. Pulls in just for a second. That's it for and you. And sit the day. there, but we we don't know they just pulled up for a second because you can't see the front of the car. So you do another loop and another loop. So if I can't get to uh, Willow's speechy appointment, they still charge me the $240 for that appointment. And just so you know, people, that $240, if that's NDIA funded, is coming out of your pocket. So yeah. your, your two minutes is costing you and your mates 240 bucks. It's, it's nothing ridiculous. to show for it. Well, my daughter can't go to, she just wants to go to the comic shop. And she can't go. And we can't go because we can't get there. Or the best one, oh, my God, is when you get back and it's not, oh, my God, those ones I'm imagining are the ones in the town. So they're oh, just yeah, the yeah. normal box. Yeah. But if you're in a car park and then someone parks on those yellow lines, which are to give you room to swing your door open, so either going forward or backwards depending on which side she's on, then I can't get back in the car. No, and the amount <laughs> of times, I don't know if you've done this too, but I'm, I, I think it's because I was raised Catholic and I just don't want to hurt someone else's car. So I'll actually, to stop my daughter repeatedly bashing <laughs> the door into your vehicle, I've put my hand in between her door and your car mm. so that you, you idiot who parked in the wrong spot, don't come back to a dent in your car. I'm nearly at the point, though, where, you know what, I'll just let her do it. Oh, it's... I'll just let her do it. And you'll come back and there'll be a dent in your car and you'll be dirty and you'll complain about it and do you know what i will and this episode has been about advocating and the exhaustion and things so that one last thing in the day where you can't go to the supermarket because not nah, some idiots parked there or you've gone to the supermarket you've got all your groceries and you can't get back in the car is just the final straw it, that's it and that's when we get into that's when we get to the point where we now need to teach you Probably not you, the listener, because if you're listening to this, you're probably already a bit more <laughs> yeah. clued in. But just to our people, our general public, a series of instructional helpful videos about why we shouldn't park in the disability spot. Mm. Or abuse people parking in disability spot who have a permit. permit because 
quite often uh, at a particular shopping centre, I get abused by normally older members of the community. Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. I've already got my child in the car and oh, yeah. the wheelchair and yeah. I'm returning the trolley. So when I do my shopping, I'm pushing a trolley and, and a wheelchair. wheelchair. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm an expert at it these days. No one's ever offered to help. So uh, it's I wouldn't let them anyway because I'm <laughs> independent. But it would just be and nice COVID. for someone to <laughs> offer. Um, and they abuse you for parking there. I've actually dropped to the ground and done 20 push-ups and then run my trolley down and leapt up and, you know, your feet off the ground trolley because it's like, no, my child's in. Explain my using of a disability car park mm. to someone. Um, or I have also said, oh, I was hoping by the time uh, I'm your age, I would have some manners and some kindness. I've said that. I've said many things, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what day it is. Oh, my, my go-to comment in that sense, Sally, has always been, you know what? How disabled would you like it to be? Oh, <laughs> yes. What will meet your diet criteria for acceptable disability that. parking? I love that. Or mm. the great one when people are trying to, be friendly banter with you about having a kid with disability. Oh, at least you get a good park. Yeah, that's so, <laughs> so, so fantastically makes all of it worth it. And I now go, I will give you this parking permit if, if you take, take the disability. disability away from my yeah. child. Yeah. Because uh, it's not just a disability anymore. Now it's a life limiting, limiting condition. condition. Now, listen, on that note, good listeners, if you, you know, more than my mum and parents um then you know my parents gonna listen (laughs) (laughs) oh dear um on that note we wish you well and get stuck into your local gin uh producer because you know tough times support a local as long as they don't park on a disability permit spot and uh much love we'll see you next week see you bye We hope you enjoyed this episode of Gin in a Mug. Jump onto our Facebook group and let us know what you thought. There's also the Patreon. Feel free to chuck a few bucks in there if you want to support our gin habit or if you want us to pay an editor to make this sound less shit. But most importantly, if this episode has brought up any issues for you, we've put the link in the show notes to Beyond Blue, Lifeline and Carers Australia. Make sure you keep talking. Big love to you all.